Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is our daily devotional for Wednesday, November 8th, 2023, and I hope that it finds everybody doing very well and having a good week. Um, I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, so I'm about to, to go and vote in a few minutes here, but uh, by the time we see this, who knows what will have happened? Well, the Lord knows what will have happened, not any of us, but nevertheless, um, I am glad to be with you this morning. And again, I hope this finds all of you doing well. Um, old Providence people, remember, we are not having prayer meeting and Bible study tonight. Okay, just remember, no prayer meeting and Bible study tonight. I actually have to go out of town in just a little while for a board meeting. So I'll be back um, Thursday, but uh, and I should be here, Lord willing, Thursday morning with the daily devotional. Unless something happens, I'm just letting you know now so you won't be shocked. Anyway, again, it's good to be with you this morning as we continue our way through Acts uh, chapter 16 to be specific. So go ahead and turn there with me. But if you recall, where we left off was in this series of amazing events that are transpiring in Acts chapter 16 that that involve Paul and Silas in the city of Philippi, <clears throat> where people have been converting, where they've been going out, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ, where all sorts of things have been happening, like them driving out the demon of a possessed slave girl who was telling the fortunes of people, making her owners money. They drove the demon out. Uh, the owners did not get too happy about that. They pretty much incited a riot against Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were brought in, severely flogged, and thrown into jail. Now, there's a problem with that. And I don't just mean the wrong side of it. We're about to see the problem with it in just a second here. And it's a, while it definitely was a problem for Paul and Silas, and it was quite painful and horrible and all of these things, it was also a problem for Philippi and the magistrates in Philippi, which again, we'll see more of in a second. But after they're thrown in jail, they instead of, of, of doing any number of things, instead they pray and they praise the Lord. The prisoners listen, an earthquake comes, the doors of the, the cells pop open, everybody's chains fell off, nobody left. The, the, the jailer rushes out to kill himself. They cry out, no, wait, don't do it, we're still here. And instead, they go to the jailer. The jailer says, brothers, what must I do to be saved? And then yesterday, we saw the aftermath that not only was the jailer saved, he and his whole family were saved. And after he had attended to their wounds and fed them a meal, he took them back. And that's where we're picking up today. And that's in verse 35. Again, amazing series of events, but not amazing when you consider how the Lord works and, and how the Holy Spirit guides and the amazing God that we serve. So before we start reading his word, let's go to him in prayer. Our God and our Father, as we come together this morning, we pray that you would be with us, that you would guide us in this time, that it would be pleasing to you, our focus, our intent, uh, that, Father, we would gather from your word what you would have us to. And in gathering these things, we would be blessed and that we would be a blessing. So please, guide us now by your Holy Spirit, and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so this past Sunday, before we, we even dig in and read about this problem for the, for the Philippian city, you know, all that kind of stuff, this past Sunday, I mentioned something in my sermon as far as how we read the Bible. Y'all, in here together, if you don't attend Old Providence or, or follow our, our Sunday worship services, you wouldn't know um, <clears throat> what I said Sunday, but 
I have alluded to this in here. One of the things I've talked about quite often, in fact, I'm pretty sure, you know, this is, I think this is Daily Devotional 531 or something like that. I'm pretty sure that the first week or the second week of Daily Devotionals, we focused on how to read God's Word. And I talked about a lot of different principles in there. I just had this crazy thought to go back and watch some of those, but maybe I will. But anyway, one of the principles that we talked about was how to read sections like we come to today in God's Word, which is a telling of a historical event, right? Where we should read it, understanding that it's not a myth, okay? It's not folklore. It's nothing fancified, anything like that. This is a a telling of what happened in time and space that, that we have been focusing on and that we're coming to today. And it's good to gather that knowledge, but the real purpose is to find that underlying application, that, that underlying meaning for you and me today, ultimately, but also those theological principles that are revealed in, in what we find in God's Word. Okay, And so today, as we read through a historical event, we need to see how this might apply to us. We need to see the principle that is revealed here. And I'm saying that because this one is somewhat slight, okay? Somewhat slight, but it is real all the less and and, and very present. And I think this is timely. I mean, again, I'm recording this on Tuesday. It's going to come out on Wednesday, and by that time, Election Day will have been over. I I don't know everything that's going to transpire today, obviously. But there's a message here for us, given the fact that that we've just had new elections, a new presidential election is going to be here before we know it. Um, Tis the season for these sorts of things, right? And it's good to have in mind several principles from God's Word, but especially one that we come to today. Now, let's dig in. Verse 35, we're we're just picking up with the story where we left off. It says, verse 35, when it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release these men. All right, now, what's going on here? This is verse 35, you know, why why is this happening? Um, Well, we don't exactly know, but it probably has to do with what happened in the first place. Remember what took place. I've alluded to it already this morning in our little review portion, where Paul and Silas drove out this demon from this slave girl. Owners got all upset about it. They pretty much incited the crowd. And what we see here is verse 20 in in Acts chapter 16. It says, they brought them, you know, the slave owners brought Paul and Silas, really the crowd did, before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. Now, that's what they said. And then immediately they proceeded to beat Paul and Silas, flog them severely, and they just threw them in jail. Anything missing here? Think hard. Oh yeah, that's right, a trial. Right? None of this was proved. It was just a crowd whipped up into a frenzy. It was a lynch mob, pretty much. And y'all, one of the mistakes I think people make when they look at something that happened 2,000 years ago is they, they kind of treat people from back then like barbarians, right? Like, oh, they didn't know what they were doing. The Roman system of law is so fundamental in our understanding of the law today, and I'm not going to get into all of this stuff. But really and truly, while The Roman Empire was full of debauchery and immorality and an exploited system. 
there was a system. They really did try to maintain law and order. In fact, maintaining law and order was pretty much item number one for the Roman Empire because they expanded at this incredible rate, okay? And so they had governors and magistrates. What do we find when Jesus is crucified, right? Now, there's Caesar, who technically is, is over Israel, but you have Pontius Pilate, who is the Roman governor over that region. The buck stops with him for that region. So we don't see any process here whatsoever. They're just, they're arrested. They're, they're, they're served a penalty because we know that flogging was a sentence that was pronounced on people. A sentence was imposed upon them without a trial whatsoever. They're thrown into prison. That's probably why the next day somebody said, hey, what do you do with these guys? You know, you know, what are we doing here? And I said, I'll let them go. You know, probably the sentiment, the idea was, oh, they got a taste of, you know, of the whip. They, they've had their medicine. It's time to just let them go. Kick them out of the city, right? Now, there's a problem with that. And you're about to see what it is. Verse 36, the jailer told Paul, the magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. Now, what the jailer said was, uh, we have every indication to believe that he has said this in good heart, in good faith, okay? The jailer's just the messenger here. Their problem isn't with the jailer. In fact, that's why Paul doesn't say to the jailer, he says it to the officers. Verse 37, but Paul said to the officers, they beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No, let them come themselves and escort us out. Y'all, this is a problem. You might say, boy, Paul and Silas sure are uh, bold here after what they did and all the things that happened to them. Aren't they worried that they're going to be killed? <laughs> well, listen to the next verse. The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. Y'all, what's been pointed out here, now we didn't previously know this about Silas, but we probably should have, right? His background, he's a Roman citizen. Paul's a Roman citizen. The Roman citizenship was had by birth if you were born there, but it could also be purchased. We know that's what happened with Paul. He purchased his citizenship and citizenship carried with it rights. And those were rights that extended to all of the Roman empire. They're in Macedonia now okay, in the city of Philippi, which is one of the most important Roman cities in that region. They had rights, and one of those rights is, is just like the rights that, if you're an American citizen, you have certain rights that are protected. One of those is the right of habeas corpus, where you have to be preached, right? One of those is you can't be sentenced without a trial. You even have the right to trial by jury if you request it, right? I mean, we just like citizens of the United States and other nations have rights in their nations, we have rights. Paul and Silas had rights, and those rights had been violated. And it just so happens that the penalty for doing something like this was oh so severe. 
The same thing, in fact, could have been done to the magistrate or Rome could have swooped in. All sorts of horrible things could have happened as a result of this. And you have seen the effect it has had on the magistrate and the officers when they find out that Paul and Silas are Roman citizens. That's one of those, ooh, wow, we, uh, maybe we shouldn't have just listened to the slave owners. Because yeah, remember what the slave owners said. They said, these men are Jews, and they're taking our city into an uproar. Probably what they heard is, ah, they're just Jews. They're not Roman citizens. It probably wouldn't have even come to their mind. But boy, are they in a heap of trouble now. So you find, yeah, we talk about amazing things. All these amazing things that I listed before, I'll give you one more. The same magistrate and officers, right? that had Paul and Silas flogged severely and thrown in prison, show up to escort them out. That's the kind of God that we serve. But there's a principle here. I, I alluded to it before. This is the principle. And this is a short devotional for today, but, but it's, it's a very important principle, okay? After they came to appease them, they, the, the last part of verse 39 is, says that they requested them to leave the city. Verse 40 after Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and encouraged them. Then they left. Now, you might say, well, what is the principle there? Encouraging one another? Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. But the bigger part of it is what we find here is an act of civil disobedience. Um, we don't know how long they stayed at Lydia's house. This could have been something brief. It could have been something that lasted several days. It really doesn't matter because what we do know is they were asked to leave the city by the governing officials, and their response was, no, we're going to Lydia's house. You know, the reason I bring this up with it being election day when I'm recording this is, I don't know if you're paying attention to the trends, um, but around the world, Christians are under severe persecution. And they are placed on a daily basis of, of having the decision of obeying governing authorities or obeying God. You know, in the Presbyterian church in particular, we have this saying, right? And a lot of people have forgotten it, but disobedience to tyrants is obedience to God. That's informed by things like what we've seen just now. Now, we don't deny Romans chapter 13, where we're told to obey, obey governing authorities, where they are God's servants. Government can be a blessing. Government should be a blessing. In fact, the insinuation of Romans 13 is that God is the one who appoints those who govern, and they will answer to him ultimately one day. And it says they don't bear the sword for nothing. They are God's servant, okay? That's, um, the, what's going on here doesn't deny that. In fact, you see a, a double dose of government. You see, on the one hand, the abuse of government, and then on the other hand, you have Paul and Silas appealing to their citizenship which is a positive benefit of government. So this is, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. This isn't some anarchist, insurrectionist kind of thing I'm talking about here. But instead, what we see is civil disobedience, where Paul and Silas were told to do something, and they did quite another thing. Why? Because they chose to obey God. They chose to do what is right. This is not about swagger. This is not about Paul asserting his rights or anything like that. No, this is simply about Paul and Silas being obedient and yielding to the Holy Spirit, doing what the Lord called them to do, 
And again, the last words of verse 40, the last words of chapter 16, then they left. You see, they were on God's timeline, not the Philippians' guideline. And by Philippians, I don't mean Philippian church. We normally use it in that sense. I mean the magistrates and the officials, right? Now, the principle here is for us too. In the United States, persecution is starting to ramp up. It's not like the rest of the world, but we start seeing more and more things. I don't think it's a matter of if, I think it's a matter of when. There may be times in your lifetime where you have to make a choice about obeying the government or obeying God. Obey God. Always obey God. That's the principle for us. I think it's a very good one, given the uh, the day it is. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, some political catastrophe will have not taken place, but that's the Lord's business. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us, and we ask that you would give us wisdom as we evaluate what you would have us do. Let us operate on your timeline. Let us trust you. Let us turn to you again and again. And I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I'd like to thank you all for being a part of this time. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Again, I'm going to be at, at, at Bon Clarkin. If something happens, you just throwing that out there. I may not have connectivity, that sort of thing. And and for some reason, I am missing Thursday. That's, that's going to be why. I'll try to at least post something on my phone if there's not going to be a daily devotional. But Lord willing, we'll see you Thursday morning at 6. Until then, have a great week.